truck We're going downtown, gonna beat up the run You're just a drive, I'll bring the beer It's a late, late ship, no one to fear Ride, ride, I'll be right I'm slurping some uh, some shitty unsweetened iced tea from Burger King. The unsweetened? Unsweetened, baby. Northern style. Oh, man. And it's, Interesting choice. What, what kind? Lipton? I don't know. It's terrible. It, it tastes like instant tea. I don't know what they're doing at the BK. But uh, terrible tea. Don't but, get your tea from Burger King. Don't get your tea. But have you tried the tacos? No. Did you know Burger King is offering a taco? I just saw that commercial last night. And I thought to myself, and they're saying only a dollar, right? Only a dollar. Sounds like a sponsorship. But, uh, anyway, isn't that expensive for a taco? I think it's pretty average. Like, what? what is it a Taco Bell? It's probably a dot like eighty nine cents or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's. I think the going rate on a on a crispy American taco is a dollar. I thought it was like sixty nine cents. All right, how is it? It was like. Do you remember the Jack in the Box tacos? Yeah. And speaking of pricing, wasn't Eric? Eric, Eric be careful. Why? Because Jack in the Box tacos are not to be fucked with. No, I know. Be careful what you say. No, I know. They're not as good as the Jack in the Box, Jeff. Calm down. Okay. 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 But they, uh, Jack in the Box was two for a dollar, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. There's where you get some value. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) The only downside is driving all the way to Litchfield, Illinois from Peoria. Yep, and we used to make that trip. You're damn right. How long was that? Like two and a half hours? Uh, I can't remember. I remember I skipped school for it once back in high school. Oh, yeah. Me and, me and our old buddy, uh, friend of the show, Milkman Bork, made a trip down. He was graduating from high school at the time, and I was just, uh... He didn't graduate. He didn't, huh? he didn't graduate. <laughs> no. no <laughs> we all say we graduated, but we didn't graduate. Yeah. But, wink, wink. Uh, but uh, it's not as good, but it's on that level. It's got the same, uh, you know, questionable meat paste and uh, a similar feel, but not as good, but pretty good. Pretty good. See, where Jack in the Box makes up with the questionable meat is they give you a little hot sauce on the taco. They don't ask you. They just put it on there. Yep. So does Burger King. They're, they really tried to replicate it, Jeff. Okay. It's pretty much the same thing. But I'm okay. not I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's as good as the Jack in the Box taco. Sounds like a Jack in the Box sponsorship we got going now. Hey, I'll do whatever. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. for uh I'm trying to find So the Litchfield Jack in the Box is connected to like a gas station, correct? Yeah, if I remember correctly. Wow. Those are really trashy trips we made. <laughs> it's not an easy drive. It's not like you go on one interstate or anything, from what I remember. 
Well, maybe it is easy. Maybe it's two interstates. I don't know. Like, it's in what, the wrong direction, though. What direction is it? South. Okay. Let's see. I'm almost there. My computer's being a real bitch because I'm recording at the same time. All right. Litchfield, Illinois. They got a Walmart. Of course. Quick facts. Litchfield is a city in Montgomery County, Illinois. <laughs> the population was 6,939 in 2010. <laughs> so, pretty small little town. Yeah. But how do we get Not there? What's going on there, huh? Here we go. Directions. There's uh there is an airport. I'm surprised about that. That's I mean it's not like a public airport, I doubt. No, like the, like maybe like the one over by Mont Holly Bowl. Yeah, or out, out by Lakin. Well, f- fuck this thing. This this is taking way too long, Jeff. I was trying to find out how long it takes to get to Litchfield to being a bitch, so I'm gonna bail on it. Well, I, I'm sure the town's got more publicity from our five listeners than uh. <laughs> It's gotten in years, so... (laughs) They're going to give us the keys to the city. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Make a proclamation. So, I texted you earlier and you said you were at the pool. Oh, yeah. So, I'm so insanely jealous. (laughs) Uh, Because it is summer out there. It, it, It is summer. It's summer here, too, baby. Fuck. It is summer out there, you know what I mean? It, uh, I, I'm working in the shop right now and it's like, it's gotta be 95 degrees in there. Oh God, I can only imagine. Give them the hard eight and the 95 degrees. Like we get a rigged up this fan. It's like a, I don't even know how to describe this thing. It's like a, you know, those like blowers that you hook up to inflatable, like bouncy houses and shit for kids. Yeah. It's like one of those that we rigged up. And made it into a fan. Oh, and I've seen that type of shit go down before in warehouses. So, there's one of those, and there's a couple overhead fans, but it is hot as hell in there. Yeah, that's all just for circulation purposes. Yeah. Purposes. Not cooling shit down. Woo! So, I haven't been to the pool yet this season. So, was this a public pool, or where are you at? Oh, yeah, this is a public pool. So, uh... This is uh, Congress Park, public... Uh, son of a bitch. I need to stop giving away all the gems of the city. But <laughs> Congress Park Public Swimming Pool. My buddy Jason found this, and so they just, uh, quote-unquote, got enough money to open it back up because it was closed down for a while. I don't know why that's in quotes. I was going to say, quote-unquote, renovated it, but... Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, Jason, Texas Tan Man, found this out, and... I went down to uh, brunch at uh, his uh, girlfriend's establishment, Beatrice and Woodsley, last Saturday. And I was on the house. And then afterwards, he's like, I think I'm going to go to the pool. It's fucking hot today. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. That's, uh, it's, it's, it's just hot enough where a guy who can't swim is down for the pool. <laughs> that takes a certain level of heat. It does. It's at least 90, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he lured me to Congress Park, where I, I've been by on the bus, but I've never been in. I always thought it was another park. I thought it was Cheeseville Minor Park, but it's Congress Park. 
Did you say and, uh, he, did you say he learned me? No, I hope not. I th- I think you did. Was that That's not the correct English, is it? I said I learned it. Oh, I thought you said he learned me. I was like, "Hell yeah." <laughs> that's like one of those things you learn in English class and you're like, "How the fuck can anybody screw that up?" It's like, "Hey." We'll continue. Yeah, we we went and gave it a test run. Uh, three fifty to get in. The entire place is run by teenagers. Of course. And there's no snack bar. No, no, nothing what? fancy. But there's a little grassy knoll. Not a grassy knoll, but a grassy patch where you can uh spread out. Get your it's tail. It's a real park, Eric. They, they just opened up. There's no snack bar. There's no um chairs. Well, nothing I mean, fancy. Well, for right now, it's like it's, to walk through the showers. It's like a hidden gem, though. Oh yeah. Was it packed or no? No, that's the thing. It's like every time you pull in, you see all these cars flooded throughout the park. And you're like, oh fuck, it's gonna be packed today. And you get there, and it's just—I mean, it's not like empty, and there's families there somewhat, but it's not packed by any means. So, and both, both times we went before today, we got the typical Denver summer thunderstorm in the afternoon that uh, makes us get out of the pool like 30 minutes after I get there. So today was the first like full-fledged experience where I haven't had to call it short, and it's very nice. Well, you probably, since, since you're the kind of guy that gets up in the afternoon... You... I'm not an early riser, no. No, so you probably got there when it was hot as shit. Oh yeah, best time of day to go. Like, like 3 p.m. Yep. Whew! How hot are we talking out there in Denver? It's uh, fluctuating between 95 and 100 this week. Oh my we, god. We had forecasts for 100 yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I'm not sure if we got there, I haven't checked the temps. Uh, does it feel like Peoria? It's not humid. So it's not it's as bad. It's different climate-wise from Peoria. It's not humid, but that sun will fucking burn the shit out of you real quick. Oh my god. Did you oil up? Oh yeah. You gotta put the sunscreen on. Yeah. Yeah, summer is here. Sunscreen, man. You, you don't want to go out looking like a lobster. No. Do you remember, I once went on a trip with Jeff's family to Orlando. And, uh, we went to, was it like, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was a, uh, water park. Do you know where I'm talking about? Was it Disney related? Yeah. Uh. Or, 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 where do we use, we used to go to Universal Studios, right? Yeah, but the water, they didn't have, uh, water parks. If they do now, they did it back then. Well, um, so I think you're either thinking of Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach. Um, they both sound familiar. I want to say we went to Typhoon Lagoon. Well, I didn't put any sunscreen on. None. None. In Florida, Eric. I was like, I was like ten. That's true. Nobody, that. nobody reminded me. I mean, it's not. It's still my fault, but. <laughs> But anyway, I got the kind of fucking sunburn 
on your shoulders that will literally cause blistering. Yeah. And then you squeeze them and they explode and spray water all over the mirror. (laughs) And I still have scars on my shoulders from that. And freckles. Yeah, and freckles. Like, I don't know if that's a thing, but I never had freckles on my shoulders until this, this sunburn. But my shoulders were covered in bumps like a... I looked like a frog. And just... It was just insane, man. Like, it just... What an idiot. Like, what a dumbass. Kids are so fucking dumb. Uh, I just remembered I did the exact same thing when I went with uh, Jason's family to Gulf Shores. First day of the week. Of course. Ruined the whole trip. Like, it was was full body, though. It probably wasn't... It wasn't as bad as blisters, but... It was just full body lobster. You gotta watch that sun, man. Oh yeah. So but Sunday night heat. Oh, you talking about wrestling? Like, yeah, I tried to transition, not smoothly. <laughs> that was smooth. A little Sunday night heat. There, there's some Sunday night heat this week. A little bit. Oh yeah, let's yeah let's talk about the Sunday Night Heat. Let's get into a little bit of uh, Extreme Rules this week. Did you watch any other wrestling this weekend? Oh shit, yeah. Before Extreme Rules, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, what's the dude's name? I watched Evolve this weekend, as you had uh, talked about a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Oh yeah, Stephen Wolf. Yeah, the leader of the pack. Out. If you're if you're in for a good match, man, second match of Evolve on the WWE Network is a fatal four way. I can't remember. I don't think it's elimination, but it's a fatal four way. And Stephen Wolf, out, billed out of Peoria, Illinois, came in. In my opinion, stole the show. Though I'm a little biased. No, he was the best one in that match. He looked fucking good. He was the best one in the match for sure. And I was I popped pretty good when uh. Because I was really hoping they would bill him from Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. Because I'm not sure the guy before him got a hometown introduction, but maybe he was like, I don't know, he could have been one of those characters that like doesn't have a hometown, you know? Yeah. From parts unknown. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he got billed from Peoria, Illinois, and he was great. I think he was the best one on the, in, it was a fatal four-way. And I can't remember the other guys. I know there's one skinny guy trying to think he's a Texas tan man out oh, there in oh his yeah. tiny whiteies. Yeah, that guy did look weird. He looked about my weight out there. Yeah, he was too skinny to be in the ring. He he looked like a skeleton. <laughs> he did look like a daggum skeleton. He looked like a daggum. Which one of our teachers said that somebody looked like a daggum skeleton? Uh, Alderman, the gym teacher. Oh, and football coach. And football coach, of course. Some pretty boy popped his shirt off. Uh, oh, I almost during remember. gym class. Yeah, during gym class, and Ashman <laughs> said, "Put." You, oh, it was Ryan. I, I think I remember this kid. I think his name's Ryan. Oh, Ryan, yeah. put your shirt back on. You look like a daggum skeleton. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, it was in Briggs's class. Briggs's. He, he told us that epic tale. Oh yeah. I remember that, man. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, watch Evolve. Just watch the second match if you're from Peoria. I don't know if there's anybody listening to this that... That's what I want to do. If somebody's listening to this that I don't know, you should message the Boom... You should DM the Boom DDT Instagram page. Um, slide in the DMs and just say whatever you want. I just want to know if there's somebody I don't know that's listening to this. Eggplant emojis. Do I have... Yeah, sure. Do I have one... <laughs> do I? Do we have one organic fan? I don't know. I don't know either. That's the question. And if anybody's listening to this that I don't know personally, or that doesn't know Jeff personally, slide into the DMs on the uh, Boom DDT IG page and just say whatever you want. Just and also thanks for listening. And thanks for listening. And uh, <laughs> tell your friends. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't finish Evolve. Was that all you got through it? I kept it up while I was doing shit for a couple matches. It got steadily worse. Yeah. There was a women's match that was rough. So I kind of stopped there. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yep, which but, is, uh, which yeah, is to be expected. Into, yeah, it's to be expected. It's indie shit. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get into Extreme Rules now, then, huh? Yeah, because you, you didn't watch uh, Fighter Fest, did you? Oh, is that a UFC? No, the AEW one. Oh, that was this weekend too? Yeah, I think it was another one of their freebies. Okay, uh, tell, tell me about that. I didn't watch it. Okay. I was curious if you did. Nope. I haven't right. given AEW a fucking sin. I'm still a loyalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really <laughs> you really are the original AEW hater. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Taker, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of Taker, WWE Extreme Rules obviously was last Sunday. And um, this thing starts off, which I wouldn't have thought. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah, surprise, start. Su- surprise, surprise. This thing starts off with. Well, actually, it starts off with a terrible pay per view song. Did you catch that? <laughs> I, I, to- I told out for getting a pay per view unless it's like a big boy. So, no, I didn't catch the terrible music. It was, uh, it was, uh, Greta Van Fleet, you know them? Yeah. The, uh, the Led Zeppelin knockoffs. Yeah. They're, that's, that's not even fair. They are Led Zeppelin dick riders. Uh, (laughs) cause they, they, they want to be exactly like them. It's pathetic. But they, they used one of their songs and it was terrible. But anyway... The pay-per-view starts off with uh, Roman Reigns and Undertaker, which have been billed uh, previously on the WWE shop site as the Graveyard Dogs, <laughs> which was awesome. The shirt, yeah. Well, we'll talk about the shirt, but it was uh, it was the Graveyard Dogs versus Drew McIntyre and Shane, and that's how they opened it up. And, uh, they, they, I, open, they, they fucking put on an opener, man. Yeah, this was the best. For me, this is extreme. Like, if you were to say, yeah, you remember 2019 Extreme Rules? This is the only thing I would remember. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I can remember stuff now, but ask me in a month. And it's just the Graveyard Dogs versus Drew Mack and Shane. And 
everyone did their job phenomenally. Everyone, including Shane. Oh yeah, you got to give a lot of props to Shane, actually. Yeah, he put on a good match. He did. He had that elbow drop that off the uh, turnbuckle to the uh, announce table with Taker on it. Yep. That's probably the highlight of his night. But yeah, it, it was it was awesome. He was selling moves. Oh, he was selling moves. He got up I for the he, choke slam. Yeah, he got a big choke slam. Uh, I think uh, he gave only a couple of fake punches in the beginning. Yeah, we didn't. Taker, but then Taker swung him around like you know he would, and just shots to the body, motherfucker. Yeah, and then he, Taker hit him with that patented uh, leg drop on the apron that I forgot about. Yeah, every single one of Taker's moves they did in this match was like classic Taker, and he did them phenomenally. Yeah, and it wasn't just like everybody. Like you know, obviously Rome. They're all they're all really good. But Drew was really good. Yeah. Um, Roman, of course. Everybody was selling these. Like I mean, it was like Undertaker was kicking these guys' ass out there. The fucking graveyard dogs. Yeah, it was an ass beating. It was the. It was amazing. Best uh, Taker match in years. But easily, easily the best Taker match in years. Uh, there was an interference by Elias, right? Uh, yeah, he came in with a guitar and hit. I can't remember if it was Taker or Roman. I don't remember either, but even even Elias did really well. Like everybody that was working with Taker was really nailing it. Remind me, was there a last ride? I know there was one tease, like he got him in position for a last ride. No, he weaseled out of it. Okay. I wish there would have been. That kind of conflicts characters, though. Conflicts Taker eras. (laughs) It certainly does. I'm fine with them leaving it out. But it's it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) because nobody... Everybody just does the normal powerbomb, but nobody takes it to that next level and lifts them up. Yeah, really just takes your fucking belt loops. Yeah. And hoists them up to your nipples. Yep. (laughs) And we got to talk about this shirt. So before, uh, before Extreme Rules, they come out with a shirt that says the Graveyard Dogs, and it's a Roman Reigns Undertaker tag team shirt. And I wanted to, I mean, it took everything I had not to buy this shirt because I wanted it so bad, especially after the match. Yeah. I was like, performance. I was like, this is the shirt that you wear 20 or 30 <laughs> years down the road to an event, and then some like some mark comes up to you and is like, you got the Graveyard Dog shirt from <laughs> Extreme Rules 2019? You're like, yeah. And he thinks it's awesome. Yeah. But the shirt is so terrible. Like, I, I almost bought this thing knowing that I would never wear it, except maybe once. Like, it, it's just terrible. It has two dogs, like, it's classic, like, dog shirt where they're, like, breaking through a fence or something and, like, snarling and about to get ripped off their chains, bro. But I yeah, didn't... But, like, it doesn't even have Roman and Taker on it. No, they're dogs. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're graveyard dogs. Yep. And I, I couldn't do it, but I wanted to. 
It's all right, Eric. There'll be plenty more obscure T-shirts for you to buy. Yeah, I know. But that was a good one, and it, the match really sealed the deal for me. I was like, man, I got. I think I'm gonna have to buy this shirt. Well, I mean that that shirt being on the market alone, that can set up for any like taker match down the road. You need a match. Here's here's a partner. That's true. <laughs> yeah. The the only downside, Eric, from this match, and I texted you this during the match. It was. Uh, hottest of takes that I could have had during this match. Do you, do you recall what I'm talking about? P- tell the audience. Okay. <laughs> so, once Elias came in, and it looked like the D-Mac and Shane and Elias were gaining some momentum, I texted Eric, I'm like, oh shit, this is where Kane comes out, and we have like the baddest fucking faction you could ever imagine. The Graveyard Dogs plus Kane. Yeah. Or the Brothers of Destruction plus, plus Roman the Samoan. Okay. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> Depending how you look at it. Yeah. No, that, that, that would have been insane. Yeah. Eric, Eric texted me back saying my head would literally explode if that happened. Because <laughs> it was just, it was going so good. It was. Like, it was just, it was just such a change from everything we've seen recently. Yeah. I just, I wasn't ready for another bad Undertaker match. Like, it was going to break my heart. I, I couldn't even handle it. And I was so glad it didn't go that way. And we thought for a split second, remember, we thought that they were going to screw this up and do a, like, tornado tag because it was a no-holds-barred match. Oh, uh, Yeah. You text me, you're like, is it gonna be is there gonna be tags? And I was like, fuck. I was like, I hope so, because that's the whole reason we thought this was gonna work. Yeah, because yeah, no holds barred, don't know what that means. But Cole reassured us as soon as the match started. Yeah, he basically just said like there's tags, but uh false count anywhere basically. Wasn't that it? No DQ, no count out. Yeah, so I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all changes. It's all evolving. What else from, what else from the night? So it got kind of flat after this. I completely forgot until I looked at my card that Revival and Usos had a match. Because there's... I mean, they're, they're good-ass tag teams. They put on good-ass matches. But it was right after the Taker match. So people were... Smoking cigarettes and shit, trying to come down from that orgasm that I just had. <laughs> yeah, the, it it was still it was a good match, but um, the next what was the next good like? Braun and Lashley was okay, but I, I kind of set the bar a little high for him. But they did a little traveling. Yeah, the, only, the yeah the next good thing I liked was Braun Bobby. Um. There's a, I mean, it was, it was classic. The big spot at the end was okay. It was kind of cool. But I, it, I, it was just too I was, much. Uh, like farting around towards the end, so I didn't see where they were or what they were suplexing into, and it didn't have the same oomph for me as the uh, fireworks extravaganza. No, it didn't. It, it was, it, there was too much. Uh. You know, we we know that there's, you know, they're not like they're falling on concrete. Yeah. Which obviously is not what you want, because that's stupid, not, like, safe at all, but... 
it just there was way too much covering up whatever they were falling onto. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, covering and comfort. There's a lot of cover up, which just kind of takes me out of it. Yeah, like, and then it just looks like they're falling onto a mat, essentially. Yeah, like I don't know what I don't know the better way to do it, but yeah, it wasn't as good as the fireworks show. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, next match was good though. The uh, trip, oh, trip threat tag. Match, by the way. What'd you say? <laughs> Ron won that match, by the way. Oh yeah, so the, you talk about the triple threat tag? Yes, sir. Yeah, that was a good one. Otis is ridiculously strong. Yeah, he is a beefy, strong boy. He's all upper body, it looks like. Yeah, I mean they they keep doing these things to demonstrate how how strong this boy is. He's like a bolt, like he's just a boulder. He really is. He's just a short, buff, crazy guy. <laughs> uh, and what you got to do when you're watching Otis? of heavy machinery is watch him when he's not wrestling, which I know is probably not a good thing, but like he's hilarious on the apron. He's selling shit. He's just always turns around and like mimics something to the crowd. And then he does like this little tractor walk across the apron (laughs) and he's always talking. I don't know. He's just hilarious, man. He's just a great, like he's a, he's a great wrestler. He's got the charisma. He's got everything. He does, dude. I, I mean, he's not a single guy, obviously. But he's got everything else going for him. Yeah, I like him in a tag team, but he could probably do... I don't know what he would do in singles, but I'm sure he could do it. <laughs> but I like him as a tag team guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of talked the same way about Big E for a long time, too, so... Yeah. Speaking of Big E, so the New Day wins... Yes, shocker. Yeah, we didn't see that one coming. Was that six times, seven times? I believe we're on seven. Ooh, damn. And Usos are at seven too, right? That sounds about right, yeah. I think Usos were one ahead of them before. They like to keep them even. Which is, like we talked about, is, is fine, like... The New Day can be champs whenever. It, it, they always seem like legit champs. Plus, oh yeah, for pl- sure. Plus they're rolling with Kofi, the WWE champs. So that's always a cool look. Yeah, everyone's got the gold now. Um, what's next? Yeah, AJ Ricochet was good. That's another part I liked. Uh, uh, Do they have any great spots? Uh, there was a sweet... Ricochet did a badass suplex to AJ. It was like a... You know how uh, Drew does that suplex where he'll pick the guy off of their knees and go all the way up and around? So it's like a feat of strength, you know? You're picking him up from his knees like dead weight all the way up to straight up and then back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. So, like, Drew does that one. Well, Ricochet did one where AJ was laying on his back. So it was like a full 360. Like, he picked him up from his back and swung him all the way around. If that makes sense. That's pretty goddamn impressive. (laughs) It is. And granted, AJ's... They're both tiny, but that's still pretty sweet. So, no, that was a a really good match. I can't remember... Did Anderson and Gallows interfere with this? 
Uh, Gallus did a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. And it's enough to... Like, I almost didn't mark it as interference because it's that obscure. Sometimes I'll just let it slide as a distraction, but it was <laughs> enough to warrant. Sometimes the ref doesn't see it. Sometimes yeah, Jeff totally. doesn't see it. Yep. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're human. Yeah. So, I think the only other thing to talk about is the main event. I was I was in doze mode. I I was in Zonk Solutions. So I had com- I had completely gone. I'd switched TVs and started watching it upstairs, and it was all downhill from there. Oh man! So I I don't remember a lot of this match, and then I remember the cash in. I heard the music, and I woke up, and then I like dozed off like twenty five times between Lesnar and the actual cash in. You I can't stand when I do that, man. Oh, I was like, uh, it's it's the craziest feeling. So, like, I knew that... I remember seeing Brock hold up the title, so I knew he did it. But I don't remember any of it. You didn't go back and watch? Uh, I saw, like, the the clips on Raw or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Lacey looked better in this. She had a pretty-ass moonsault. I always forget that she has that in her arsenal. Oh, yeah, with the one she does, like, a little 180 jump and then does it. I think this just was a straight, but I, I can't re- recall. For sure. Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices? With GoodRx, you can find free coupons at over 70,000 pharmacies and save up to 80%. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Like kind of Charlotte-ish, you know? Yeah. Uh, she looked better. Uh, I mean, the, the, like I say, the rest is kind of par for the course. Uh, Becky, Becky looked all right. She wasn't like the main feature, it didn't seem. Uh, but what had happened... To really bust this one out. Like, Becky had taken care of Lacey at this point, and it looked like all was in the bag. And then Baron comes out of nowhere and gives uh, Becky the end of the days. And Seth sees yeah. that, and his eyes just start bulging. Okay, yeah. Bro mode. I did see this part. Yeah, he went into, you can't touch my girlfriend, bro. Yeah. It goes crazy. Yeah. I guess the ref was down at this point. I don't know how that got away with. But... So Seth just uh, fucking takes out Baron after that. Becky's laying outside. And Seth gets the win to win their titles. I, I shouldn't say to win their titles because Becky did her fair share. And I don't like how the announcers are telling it. Is Seth won their titles, you know? No, Seth and Becky retained their fucking titles. <laughs> You jackass Cole. Yeah. Uh, so as soon as that happens, you hear, Wow, 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 bow, 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 bow. 
And Lesnar's coming out, and you think, is this just going to be another stupid fucking tease? But they're all business. They go right around the ring, hands the briefcase right off, and we got ourselves a match. 12 seconds, baby. And Lesnar's your new champion. Just an F5 and you're done? Basically. So I can't, there might have been a, a couple of punches thrown or something just to gain the edge, but yeah, that's it. So Brock's your new champion. Becky retains. Which and is, that's how we end Extreme Rules. That's Extreme Rules. What? Uh, how many stars do you give this one? I give two and a half. And that's all because of the first match. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair to me. Because I can't mark it too high because you're it's, you're billing it as extreme rules, and it wasn't that extreme. No. It was Eric snoozing rules. Yeah, yeah. I'm passing out of the main event, <laughs> and I knew I was going to do that. Like we started kind of late too, didn't we? Oh yeah, it was getting late, especially for a work day. I have to, I have to wake up at like five oh five normally. Yeah. So it was, it was getting a little late, and I was like, once I move upstairs, I'm gonna be passing out. So I waited until the main event because I knew I didn't give a shit. And I never, I like, I didn't really think Brock was gonna cash in. I knew they weren't gonna lose their titles to Baron and Lacey. But I didn't really, uh, I didn't really expect Brock, so I didn't expect much going on there. That's the funny thing was the last text you sent me is like, you think Brock's gonna cash in? This is like at the start of the match. So I just said, hell no, <laughs> hell no, dude. <laughs> and that, that was where we finished. Heyman worked us. Sure did. So uh, Raw after the pay per view. Um, what did you think of this Raw overall? It was good. It's entertaining. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, ups and downs, peaks and valleys, but there's storylines throughout that kept me going. Yeah, I had a couple things I really liked. Um, my question about revival is, uh, have you noticed like the announcers are pushing that they're like, um big time spenders they're like they call themselves the top guys and they're like spending money and dating chicks have you caught this the last couple weeks Renee especially is going after him for being lavish spenders (laughs) so are they showing more of this character on you know the parts of Raw that I'm missing or is it all social media or like do you see any more of this it's got to be mostly social media. Like, they don't get their own spots backstage. They're just, like, hanging in the background with shade sometimes. So you're just supposed to assume that they're fucking high flyers, apparently. Limousine well, ride. Yeah, it's a Ric Flair-esque type of deal. <laughs> it is. Uh, but I remember during... You remember the VIP section that Shane had with the, with the meat spreads? Of course, I remember every meat spread. <laughs> so... Uh, in that segment, they they were doing that character. Remember, they yeah. had the nice sunglasses on and the and the Rolexes and. Yeah, since then I haven't seen much though. No, Unless, like you say, it's on social media and shit. 
Well, I just, I before we went on, I looked because I was thinking about this. And they're doing a little bit of it on social media. Or maybe I'm not following them on the right stuff. But on Instagram, they do a little bit. But, um... They need to ramp. They need to ramp this up. Like I'm cool with that being the character. I just want to see it. Yeah, like Evolution did. Yeah, I mean, have a, out of helicopters and shit. Yeah. Wearing suits. Yeah, and have have some valets. <laughs> Hell I, yeah! I mean, I don't know if that's a popular opinion, but I don't. I don't see anything wrong with that. It's wrestling. Let's not. Let's not be the fucking moral police here. <laughs> Seriously. Like. This is professional wrestling. If they want to come out with a couple of ladies, I don't see anything wrong with that. But I agree, dude. I mean, they, they, they need to get on that. So I'm I'm interested in them. I hope they expand that character. Is basically all I was saying. But um, I, what 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 were they on Raw? Did they have a match with? Uh... Yeah, it's right after the opening promo with Lesnar and Heyman. Oh, they had like a... Did they have like a six-man tag? Yeah, it was Ricochet and the Usos versus yeah. Bobby Roode and the Revival. Two out of three falls. Gotcha. Okay. The Rico- the Usos called him Pretty Ricky. Ricochet, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> the Usos are amazing. I, yeah, love, I love those dudes. Yeah. I don't know if they like... Learned some of their promo charisma from uh, New Day, like because they didn't use, they weren't always like this, you know. No, but it seems like they might be like that because, like, right when they switched over, well, when they first went to these characters, they were like super heels, right? Yeah, yeah. The Uso Penitentiary is supposed to be a heelish thing because they moved away from the vibrant colors and shit that the kids loved. Yeah, yeah, they used to be a real, like, kid gimmick. Yeah. But, I don't know, this comes pretty naturally. They they seem like they'd be pretty cool dudes. Oh, for sure. To hang out with. Uh, I just want to hang out with the Usos, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I'd go for a night on the town with the Usos and the Revival. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, that sounds like a great night. Yeah. The Revival and the Usos? Holy shit. That's going to be a crazy <laughs> night. Yeah, the New Day and the next and it's game over. Yeah. So, I don't know. They're my... They... I don't know. They're probably my favorite tag... They're probably the best tag team in the world. Is that is that too hot of a take? Them or the New Day, right? Uh, you mean currently? Yeah, yes. Okay, okay. No, no, no not of all I was about time. I say that's way too hot of a take. I was about to say pump the brakes. <laughs> no, current. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's got to be the Usos or the New Day. You could argue either way, and I'd be fine with it. Yeah, you could have that debate for days, man. Um, but the thing I like on Raw, I like the uh, feuds they, they were building. Heyman basically hinted that he's the guy in charge. And made matches and shit. Yeah, I like that. And a couple of uh, um, feuds boiled from this. Uh, D-Mac bust in the men's locker room, hot bothered and called out Cedric Alexander in front of uh, Finn and uh, Street Profits. And then they had a match. 
I like I like that matchup. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. So it was D-Mac versus Cedric Alexander? Yeah, and Alexander's still looking good. You're right about that. They're, they're, they're giving him a little push. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to see that at all. Yeah, it's a solid job. And then, um, I know this gets to one of the main things from Raw, but, uh, Balor and Joe had a back and forth, uh, backstage, just like side by side, talking shit to each other. And then they had a match. I'm down with that. Yeah, that's, this is the match that leads to the, well, how did, how did, this one was weird. Uh, Joe won really fast, right? Yeah. And then Finn... And then continued to attack Finn, but Finn uh, fought him off. Yeah, Finn ends up staying at tall. And then uh, lights go out. You get... I think you get some kind of music. After about five to ten seconds, you get, like, just screeching. Like the Afilador. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's and then... Screech! Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it was something like the knife sharpener. Yeah, it was knife sharpener for sure. And then, uh, yeah, so then then you get Bray, Bray Wyatt, you know, his big return. He's got Finn and the uh, sister Abigail, and there's like a strobe light effect over his new mask. I guess he's technically the Fiend at this point. Yeah. But, um, but they, they were going back and forth, the announcers were, by just saying it's Bray Wyatt, you know. Well, yeah, they didn't want to confuse anybody. No. <laughs> oh my god, it's Bray Wyatt! But, um... <laughs> it was good. Like, I I thought it was pretty cool. It got a huge pop from the crowd. Yeah. I they were going ape shit. I was thinking it was coming because they stopped doing the Firefly Funhouse, which sucks. I wish it was still going, but... I had a feeling it the, the actual return would be soon. Um, Finn's cool. Uh-huh. You know, I, w- I wish it would have been, I-, I still wish it would have been Wyatt and Aleister Black, but. Well, Black's getting a push, and they need to push Wyatt, too, so. That's true. Uh, it's true. It, it, was, it was real badass. Yeah, that was the, that that's the moment from Raw, for sure. At least for me. Uh, the Natty, the Natalia was cool. Um, Natalia gets a shot at Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. Oh yeah, this was a, uh, Fatal 4-Way number one contenders match for the Raw Women's title. <clears throat> this one, Vince broke the rules and took two commercial breaks during the match after a commercial break during the entrances. Yeah, so and, just stop. Just do it like you've always done it, man. It's stupid. Yeah. But uh, the crowd did not like the length of this at all. No. They started a This Is Awful chant during the match. Which, I mean, it was a lot of, like, lulling going on. Yeah, the match itself wasn't great. I just liked the outcome. I didn't see it coming. Because it was what? Alexa, Naomi, Natty. And Carmella. Carmella. And it got down eventually to Natty and uh, Bliss. But it during the lull period it's Naomi Natty and Bliss and the crowd was just giving them hell yeah which I agree the match wasn't great but um 
I was I thought it was cool to see Natty get a shot, and then the actually the promo afterwards was the best part of the match. Oh yeah, the promo shocked the shit out of me. Really good Becky promo. Was, Becky was uh, looking on. She wasn't on commentary, but just sitting back there. And then she came in and uh, uh, basically told uh, Natty, she like, you better be ready because uh, I don't care for friends. I'm going to wipe the floor with your ass. And uh, uh, she said something to the effect of being a better being better in war than love and Natty came back with uh yeah you're not a what 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 did Natty say I don't want to butcher it uh it was yeah she was she said yeah Becky said I'm better at war than love and she said well you must be a really bad lover then you bitch (laughs) yeah like the bitch was out of nowhere like it didn't even fit but I loved it I applauded it Oh, the bitch was so you bitch. Uh, old school. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a hard, it was a hard beat. It was super, and it didn't even fit. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, daddy. Yeah. Okay. Can you just like, like, can you hand me an ice cream sandwich, you bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and they, so she said, bitch, ass, and hell. I took notes of this because in in, in the Heyman era. In the Heyman uh, Bischoff era, we we're getting a lot more cuss words. We're getting naughty. Oh yeah, man. Naughty have, you, have you noticed? It's getting a little edgier for sure. Oh, definitely. They're doing like, did they do any more of the Maria stuff this week? Yeah, they did actually. I didn't get to see that, but yeah, there's a bunch of little stories that are getting weird. Yeah. Uh... So quickly with Maria, basically, uh, Mike Kanellis had a match with Seth Ryder, who's a jobber from Long Island. Seth Ryder? Yeah. Okay, I thought you mis—I thought you misspoke and meant Zack Ryder. <laughs> no, Seth Ryder. Okay. And uh, even before the match, like they're back in Gorilla or somewhere backstage, and Maria's like, "You're not fighting this match. I have a better chance of." Uh, protecting our pride than you do i should be fighting this match and so maria's trying to storm out there like a psycho and the rest like trying to stop you're like no you're fucking pregnant you know yeah ends up mike gets in the ring gets rolled up immediately by uh <laughs> seth Ryder. so he got jobbed out by the jobber yep the jobber jobbed him nice so yeah there's like then, there's like that good what were you gonna say uh basically maria just like keeps hitting around it you know you, you're not even the father how are you how are you a man you're a piece of shit yeah and then leave them high and dry so that whole storyline is edgier than they would have done six months ago oh yeah and then you got drake maverick loses his uh 24 7 title right before he's gonna bang his wife oh uh, you got to see that yeah that was hilarious <laughs> that was absurd. I, I mean, you knew I was coming the entire time, but still, I'm down to watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. Drake's Drake's good, man. I like him. And that that was a uh, of the two hotel room scenes in 2019. It was that, and it was the Mandy Rose Uso thing, and that is far superior than the Mandy Rose Uso scene. Oh yeah, yeah. They're definitely putting on an edgier product. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Otis on social media 
Like, oh, that's a running joke that Otis has, like, a, this huge crush on Mandy Rhodes. Um, oh, really? I mean, I, 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 he's in around that, like... Yeah, he'll do it on screen every once in a while. But, like... <laughs> is, that, is, it, is, that a, is that a shoot, though? Like, he actually has asked for I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure he does, but I think it's, I think it's part of the, yeah, I think it's a gimmick thing. But, um, but yeah, he posted, it's her birthday today, so he posted, like, this huge happy birthday thing to her, and at the, (laughs) at the end, it's, he was doing the, you know, ain't no mountain high enough, da da da, to keep me from getting to you, babe, you know? Yeah. But instead, at the end, it said, keep me from coming to you. Oh Jesus! And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like they, <laughs> wow. they're they're going for it, man. They're getting they're putting out the edgy product, I guess. Keep I mean, it. they didn't do that on cable, so that's good. And it said, "You know, you, you can get edgier online." Yeah, it said to keep me from coming to you, but wow. it did not say it was not C U M I N. Okay. It was C O M. Take a cold shower here. It was C O M I N, but we all know what he was doing. So it's uh, what you don't think so? I think it was intentional. Oh yeah, it was. It's not even the right lyrics, Jeff. Yeah. It's from "Keep Me from Getting to You." Well, maybe that has a rapey vibe in 2019. <laughs> Yeah. So coming to you sounds like maybe they're just meeting up somewhere. That's true. Maybe they went PC and we didn't even catch it. <laughs> they, they went so edgy they went PC. Yeah, they outwoke me. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm trying to think if there's what else from Raw. We're going we're going super long, but I don't have a lot to say about SmackDown. Uh, like I told you before this, I didn't even get a chance to finish SmackDown because of my pool fund. Well, I'm not. Nobody's gonna hold that against you. No, not in July. Because it is a summer, baby. Uh, Seth won the battle royal to face Brock at SummerSlam. I think that's the last big thing from the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a ten, <laughs> we didn't even mention it. it's a ten-man battle royal. And you had a lot of cats in it. I'm going to just run through really quick. It was Big E, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, uh, Ray Ray, Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns, Cesaro, Randy Orton, and Braun Strowman. That's a lot of meat. Yeah, and and battle royals are terrible, but um, this one was pretty straight. I'd say it was one of the better battle royals. Yeah, there's still, like, classic questionable spots, like why the fuck are you interrupting someone getting eliminated? Oh yeah, that that comes with every single battle royal. So yeah, I, I was. It got down to uh, so it looked like at the end it was Seth, Roman, and Braun, and uh, Braun and Roman were uh, struggling with each other out on the apron, and Seth just gives him a a shoulder tackle, getting ready for football season. He's probably a Bears fan. Oh yeah, he is. Is he really? Yeah, he wore the Bears colors last year, I remember. Oh, hell yeah. Good for him. Uh, anyway, so it looks like Seth's the winner, and then Orton just pops up out of nowhere. Completely forgot he was in the match. And I had never had root for Orton more. 
than I did during this match in his entire career. You were you were, you wanted that SummerSlam match. I mean, think how badass that'd be, Orton and Lesnar. Yeah, that'd be good. No, I'd be I'd be down for that. I'm sorry, I'm ten ten to fifteen years late on that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a special place in our heart because Randy Orton debuted in Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. 2002. And even though he's an asshole, we stand behind that. Yep. It really only it only makes sense. Sorry? Because it only makes sense that he would debut in Peoria, because he's he's basically Peoria. Yeah, he's he's the same (laughs) Louis boy. (laughs) But uh, Seth versus Brock in SummerSlam. So that's good. Um, SmackDown started out, I like the segment that it started out with, it's funny. K- or Shane tells KO to go home, um, and then he informs of, of some kind of town hall meeting to air grievances, uh, that he's gonna have with the wrestlers, and Roman steps up to the mic, it, this, this goes on after commercial break, and Roman just, I forget, he only said two sentences, and I forget the first one, but the second one was like, and as far as something, you can kiss my ass. And yeah. they just w- walked off. It was amazing. said that no one up here respects you. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Or, as far as respect, you can kiss my... Or, yeah, something of that nature. Yeah, it was it was good. I, oh, I was super badass. Yeah, like I was, so, I was so happy for him. I was like, man, you just nailed it. It was awesome. Yeah. And then uh, Charlotte's the next one up. She kisses Shane's ass, which was also Charlotte's good. Back. Yeah, Charlotte's been gone. Her and fucking Andrade just been on the beach for like two months. Which Seriously, is dude, and they came back and they just popped her in flawlessly, like she was never gone. That's how they do it in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Liv as well. Liv interrupt. Liv Morgan interrupts Charlotte. Where's she been? She's been uh, trying to catch her groove. I mean, like I say, she was at the house show I went to here. She's trying to make a singles name for herself. Uh, the announcers say that that faction is done. Absolution or whatever it's called. Yeah. So her and Sarah Logan are out, out on the... Uh, or no, they were they were Riot Squad. Oh, were they Riot Squad? Yeah. Absolution was Mandy and Sonya? Yep. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and so Shane lives trying to talk, and Shane literally is just like, oh, "Let's let's let's shut it down and move on to someone else." Okay, like yeah. that was pretty good. That was good heel work by Shane. I'll give it to him. He's like, I'm getting heat from him because it's Shane. Like, he can't be that big of an asshole off screen, but it's still Shane. So I'm like, dude, fuck you. Oh yeah. You little shithead. Yeah, he cut Kofi's... Kofi went to the mic to say something, and Shane just cut it and blamed it on the technical. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, there must... Like, that looked racist as shit. (laughs) Yeah, he just... He was... He was not holding back. He told the woman, basically, to shut up and let a man talk. (laughs) And then he told the black... He just cut the black guy's mic. Yeah. It was... It was crazy. Um, he basically just says, he just ends it and says, he's, I, I got it from here. And Kevin Owens yeah. sneaks up from behind with the stunner. 
unfortunately. Yeah, they edited it on the Hulu cut, but I saw the original. Oh, did they edited the live Hulu cut? Yeah, they made it so it didn't look as bad. Oh, that's whack, dude. Yeah, you gotta leave that fumble. I want to see it, but I saw it on Instagram. No, that's probably the best part. Yeah, that was my favorite part for sure. Uh, there was a KO and Dolph Ziggler match that was kind of cool, but of course Shane came out and bring. Did you watch this match or no? Yeah, so he ends up giving KO a match with Dolph, and um, this is the main event, and Shane comes out when he starts getting worried that is going to win, and he brings out like all these hooligans, basically everybody from the heel side of the uh, the town hall meeting. Classic. So he's got the heels with him, they surround the ring, um, somehow KO sneaks out and hits Shane with the stunner, this one was much better. And then just books it to the locker room as all the heels follow him. But, um... He got away scot-free. He got away scot-free. And then Charlie comes up to Shane and has the mic in his face. And he just says, keep saying that KO will pay. So, the KO and Shane thing obviously is nowhere near done. So they're still rolling on with that. Which is good. I like it. Oh yeah, my, my buddy Steve thinks that it's going to be like a new coming of Stone uh, Cold Vince. Yeah, that's definitely what what's going on here, I think. Which is cool. I, I mean, KO's the right guy to try it. Oh yeah. Uh, the, Kabu- uh, the Kabuki Warriors face the Iconics, but uh, the Iconics got counted out intentionally. So it's just one of those <laughs> one of those deals. Was uh, Paige out there for ballet? Yeah, Paige was there. Uh, do the Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors? Yep. Did they look good? It was real short. There was only, like, the Iconics are playing those classic heels that just cheat to win and all that, so. They basically just, like, a couple, a couple things happened, and then the Iconics just were about to get counted out, and then Peyton Royce, like, realized, like, oh, we can get counted out and still hold the titles. And then they just did it on purpose, you know? Yeah. Uh, a good match to watch, if you're going to go back and watch it, was uh, Randy Orton, um, Elias, and Samoa Joe versus The New Day. That's a weird uh, setup. It was, but it was really good. And Danny Bryan teased, like, making an announcement, but never did. Wait. Come, come again? He like teased making like some kind of groundbreaking announcement, and then oh, he... yeah, that was right when I left off. That's when he's about to make that. Yeah, and then he came out with Rowan, and then they said nothing and went back, and then he came back out and said nothing, and then went back, and then he came back out and said nothing and dropped the mic. So yeah, we do... what a so we don't know what's going on with Daniel Bryan. Um. And then the only other thing is Ember Moon is Bailey's next opponent. Oh yeah, I caught that. I'm down with that. Yeah, super down with that. Super necessary. And that that was like out of like Ember Moon basically it was after a tag match, correct? A women's tag? Or was it a four way? I oh, know, no, it was 
was a tag because Bailey and Ember were on the same team. Oh yeah, okay. So it's them versus uh, Sonya and Mandy, I think. Oh yeah, you're right. Has there been any more lesbian stuff between Sonya and Mandy, or they nixed that? I mean, they're holding hands, but I, I'm I'm pumping the brakes on that take. I think <laughs> it's just like them trying to be them trying to show friendship with each other because they haven't done a good job of that besides coming out together. Okay. That, that, that's my that's my take on it. No, it could be it. Did you ever see the part I was talking about though, where she touched her hair? I did not. Okay, well, it, it might change your mind. It was very weird. <laughs> it might jump the needle a bit. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I'm keeping an eye on that, too. With with this new uh, edgier stuff coming, I, I could see it. Oh, yeah. You never know. Oh, are you far away from the mic or something? Yeah. <laughs> you were far away from the mic guy. Uh, so yeah, that's SmackDown for me. That's wrestling. It's, it's getting better. I, I'm getting hyped for SummerSlam. It's definitely getting better. Yeah, there was a big lull there, but I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm excited about SummerSlam. Ember Moon, that's super cool. The women's picture's looking real cool. Natty, Becky, Ember Moon, Bailey, that's good stuff. Charlotte's gonna get back in the mix somehow. Yeah, she faced Liv. Uh, yeah. On SmackDown. Yeah, she'll get back in the mix. For sure. Well, Jeff, we're uh, we're just at about our time limit here. Everybody that listens to us should be asleep by now. Yeah. Have a good night. <laughs> um. Uh, like I said, if any, if if there's any organic listeners, drop us a note at the Boom DDT. Uh, Instagram page just so we just just to see if we know you know is there anybody that's listening to us that doesn't know us and if you are thanks a lot and tell your friends we appreciate it hell yeah anything else Jeff <clears throat> really quick do you think um, Bischoff will ever get, make an on camera appearance because he hasn't yet it looks like Shane's in charge kayfabe wise on SmackDown. I know. I keep. I'm. I'm on the fence about this, Jeff. I kind of want to see him. You know. I kind of do too, but I also. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I'm on the fence. Totally. I don't want him to be. I don't want it to be a classic uh, leadership role, where it's like, you come back from commercial break and Cole's like, or Phillips is like, this match has been sanctioned by Eric Bischoff. Yeah. And like stupid shit like that where they come out and there's four guys in the ring and they say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do a fatal four-way. And just like that. No, I, I don't want that. No, I don't want the classic GM role. Yeah, and then you then can get into Mick Foley waters and once the crowd stops popping for you, Vince will kick your ass out the door until yeah. he needs it again in three years. Yeah, that's why I thought Paul Heyman's tactic was pretty sweet. Where he's just subtle. Yeah, yeah, where he's just like, you know, I'm Brock's advocate, and oh, and if you didn't hear, I'm kind of calling the shots around here. Yeah, like that was pretty sweet. I think they're smart enough not to do the classic role, but you never know. That's why I'm I'm afraid of Bischoff. He might do the classic role. That's true. 
Hey, man, we'll see. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, get to the pool this week, Eric. I'm going to find the time. We're going to have to, man. I'm staying in a 95-degree shop tomorrow for eight hours. Yeah, fuck. Sweat it out. Sweating the oldies. And here's to the pool. Night, night. Night, night. But now I don't understand. Start calling it. Now I don't don't understand. Good. Okay. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. 